Welcome into a terrible football show, episode 52. Uh, vibes are high today. Vibes are very high. There's a lot of good things to chat about in this world. Of course, with everything with DeMar Hamlin, how everything's played out there. Vibes are high. You know, the best possible scenario has played out with that situation, as well as the situation with Jeremy Renner that we touched on last week as well. But vibes are high. Shout out to DeMar Hamlin. Man, he's an absolute fighter. Uh, love to see every last second of everything that's popped out of that. And, you know, I, all of us, the entire community, the entire world, couldn't be more excited. The fact that this dude woke up, came to come, and the first thing that he asked is who won the game. I mean, this guy's, you know, he's, he's a legend. He's all about the game. Apparently, he set off every damn alarm at the hospital whenever Naheem Hines scored opening touchdown of that game this past weekend. The game almost felt like a storybook. It was unbelievable. And then, of course, last night we had the national championship, which don't know how much we're going to dive into because that game sucked. Shout out to Georgia for just being a dominant team. I got Ricky and Shane here with me. Boys, how we doing? How we feeling on this High Vibes Tuesday? Better than Monday. That's true. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's not a Monday. Um, <laughs> but true. yeah, I mean, that game, that game last night, um, well, we'll talk about it briefly, but <laughs> oh, I've not, I don't think I've ever seen a championship game or bowl game. I mean, I've seen maybe a few bowl games that were a romp like that, but boy, for it to be a national championship game, 65 to 7. I know. I mean, it was just an absolute beatdown, and all the credit goes to Georgia. You know, I mean, they, they were just the much more dominant team. TCU just didn't show up. Um, you know, I, at the very, I thought Georgia was going to win, uh, but I at least wanted a very competitive game. You know what I mean? And uh, Georgia just completely ran away with it, you know, and it's just complete kudos to them on it and uh, just how they played. And I see a lot of people chatting about how their national championship was, uh, you know, Ohio State and Georgia because that game was awesome. I mean, even TCU-Michigan was awesome. You know what I mean? I mean, they were – both incredible playoff games and then just got absolutely just demolished in the championship. And I will say, even though the game itself was boring as hell, shout out to uh, Pat McAfee show on ESPN2. It at least made things very entertaining, you know, for a good while. You know, that was a very fun watch with the field pass, which honestly, the field pass with the playoff games as well, the first one being like AQ Shipley, Tyler, uh, Taylor Lewan. Um, I think RG3 was there for that one, and drawing a blank, who else was there? That was electric. That was that was great. And then obviously the field pass for Ohio State Georgia was awesome. But this game was just a snooze fest. Um, but I mean, hey, college football has come to a close now. This wraps it up. Shout out also to South Dakota State for taking home the FCS championship. The Jackrabbits getting that dub, big dub to them, big kudos. What a championship game that was too. You know, you got the two heated rivals there, two of the top dogs in FCS going at it. And that was, you know, electric one to check out. But college football's come to a close, boys. How are we feeling about that? It's that time of year. Yeah, but say, well, South Dakota State getting the big dub. Go Jackrabbits, even though I did pick you to beat Iowa at the beginning of the year. But, hey, you know, all, <laughs> all is forgiven, Matt. You've won the FCS National Championship, which I think I predicted you to do at the beginning of the year anyway. Um... So big, big shout out to them. Also, now since 2003, boys, this is the 15th SEC championship for 16th. a national champion. Uh, 16 out of 16 out of 19. Let me think here. You might be right about that. Let's see here. LSU, no three. I got to look that up. I thought it was 15, but you might be right. It might be 16th. But either way, that still just tells you just it's. Who's going to dethrone? Who's going to dethrone the SEC? I mean, we, we keep talking about you know some of these conferences that could come up. Um, I thought Ohio State was going to do it. 
Um, I was hoping Michigan would get past TCU, and it and it just didn't happen. But everything that Georgia did at TCU last night, I expected Michigan to do to TCU, and it didn't happen. And this just this tells you how crazy college football or college sports could just be in general. Anybody can win on any given night, um, but in the long run, TCU uh, you know applaud their season. They have nothing to really be ashamed of because nobody expected them to be in a national championship game. But there are just times, guys, um, when you get in the big spotlight and you're a team, uh, you're you're like a younger group, like a TCU group who doesn't really have that experience of being in a huge spotlight. And sometimes the nerves will just get the best of you. You just played that. They just played an outright better team. I mean, Georgia held them to 38 rushing yards, people, 38 rushing yards. That is amazing. And, Georgia just dominated. Did Georgia punt the ball once last night? I don't think they did. Uh, well, we got Chad and Chad. So he could potentially answer that. Shout Chad and Tyler. And uh, I think that's all that's in chat right now. Um, but, uh, I mean, they were just completely dominant, you know, as, as Chad kind of threw out there, plug and play. I mean, that's how it was. I mean, you, you were seeing their freshmen come out there and get some reps, which is going to be, you know, he said they punted one time. So, I mean, you, you saw, like, the freshmen out there getting reps and stuff, you know, which is going to be further, you know, just helping develop those guys going to the next. And, you know, honestly, at this point, you know, Chad also threw out there, go for three and 23. I mean, honestly, why not? At this point, who's going to stop them? You know, because uh, Alabama is right now a question mark with Bryce Young going out. Is his next quarterback going to be the same with Ohio State? How are they going to be? What what the, what's their next quarterback going to be like? You know, their situation. You know, so I mean, it's it's going to be a question. Who you know, Georgia's at the top of the mountain. You know, Georgia, and I, you know, and I'll say up front. You know, earlier on in this season, I had questions on Georgia. You know, I made that very publicly here in the podcast, where it's just like you know, it was about midway midway through the season i was like yeah yeah i got some question marks but then you know the tennessee game happened and it's like okay those question marks are gone they are still georgia they are still top of the mountain and you know i feel like I mean, that's how it's going to be going into this year potentially yeah i mean for sure i think um in my opinion especially here on the show me and you in detail was like okay they lost so much especially on that defensive side of the ball yep. There's no way that they were even going to make it to the playoff. You know, they they may be a top end team, but I didn't think they'd even make it to the playoff because I I figured they'd be they lose two games at least. Yeah. Um, I mean, they lost every defensive starter, was. You know, but um, but I mean, now it's just kind of I I think this season was kind of like the still the uphill battle on the roller coaster, right? And I think from here on going out, because other than other than the quarterback position, they're young. I mean, they're uh, sophomore red shirts, freshman red shirts, uh, maybe some juniors. I mean, they're going not going to be losing a lot of pieces. Um, and I mean, Kirby Smart has proven that you know it's not it's not a rebuild. It's always reload. Yeah. And I think now they're I think they're going to build off of this and just kind of coast down the roller coaster from here because I mean you're right. Who's going to contest them? Um, USC. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't, I don't maybe think. maybe Ohio State next year, but again, maybe. they're going to be without it's a gonna, lot of pieces. Exactly. For Ohio State, you know, you want to believe they could be the best possible contender to compete with them because they still have really one of the most electric players in college football with Marvin Harrison Jr., but it's going to come down to who's throwing on the ball. C.J. Stroud played had a good year this year. He had an incredible game versus Georgia. You know, like, you know, there's nothing that can be taken away from Ohio State in that game. So, I mean, you know, the, you know, could Ohio State compete with Georgia next year? Maybe. We'll see. Depends on who's, who the quarterback is and how well he's going to play. You know what I mean? Here's, uh, well, here's, here's something else, guys. So, you look, you look just in the Big Ten alone. 
Jim Harbaugh is probably going to jump ship to the NFL, most likely the Denver Broncos, which I, I would agree with if Denver decides to hire him. Um, if he did up jumping ship, you know, so Michigan, depending on who they end up getting, we, we may not even see a Michigan or Ohio State win the Big Ten next year. We actually might get a chance to see Penn State. And I know that sounds weird, but, guys, there's so many question marks around the Big Ten for next season already. Um, with C.J. Stroud going out, with a load of talent going out for Ohio State, you know, they're just going to rebuild and reload uh, next year. I'm not saying that Ohio State's not going to be good. True. Um, I, I don't I don't think you're going to see them as dominant as what they were this year, for sure. But here's something else, guys. I don't know if y'all have looked at Georgia's schedule for 2023. It's a very weak schedule. They're probably not going to get a challenge for a very long time next year, unless, you know, unless, of course, um, you know, they just have one of those games where – you know, they do everything wrong, but they find ways to win games, which you may see a couple of those next year. But, you know, if you were to look, if you were to look at the schedule right now, their toughest opponent right now UT is going to be South Carolina. It's going to be South Carolina in their first one, two, three, in their first seven games. South Carolina will be their toughest game, and it's a home game. They have to go on the road to Auburn. Auburn's not going to be very good next year. Kentucky's not going to be very good at Vanderbilt next year. Vanderbilt's, you know, I, I think they'll make a bowl game next year. I think they'll build on from what they had this year, but I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to challenge Georgia, but at Tennessee is going to be their only challenge that I see right now for next season. And that's not until November 18th of next year or this year, technically. So, um, it, it, we very well could see Georgia back in this, in this next year. Uh, just, just like Shane it. was saying earlier, they're, they're still very young. Yeah, I mean, I fully expect it. You know, I fully expect them to just be right back in the midst of playoffs. They'll probably stay number one all year long and, you know, put up a hell of a you know, fight and possibly even just – because, I mean, at this point, I don't think you can question their ability to just reload and keep going. Uh, Tyler did put out in chat that Kentucky did get Leary from NC State, and they got their no OC from, from the Rams back as well. So, those are some good points. Good but, points, but they're not going to be enough. Yeah, I mean, there won't be enough against Georgia. I mean, there'll be enough to make Kentucky a good team. You know, let's not let's not discredit that, but not enough to no. not enough to beat Georgia. Uh, six and six, seven and five. That's about the most Kentucky's going to do next year. Uh, Steve threw out in the chat that Vandy is hot dog water. I don't think anyone can disagree with that. Um, and he said Clemson's winning it all next year. Uh, Steve's high, uh, so it's good to know that he's high Steve. at work right now. Uh, I'll make sure to tell uh, your boss about that that you were smoking on the job. I, I want what he is smoking right now, please. <laughs> I, I will take it at this point. I tell you, I'll take any kind, you know, any kind <laughs> at this point. So, yes, I will take whatever you're smoking, Steve. A crack cocaine, you know, whatever, booger sugar, white girl, you get that, okay? There's no way Clemps is winning it all next year, man. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it's going to be the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. Let's go. Going to win it all, baby. Natty. Speaking of. Speaking of Hawaii, Ooh, my friend. Here we go. So you realize the two teams you root for have winning records in basketball, and they're actually pretty good. I know. I've been so following just, it. So hey, I'm just saying, maybe maybe you're following the wrong sport, man. I uh, maybe, maybe you I am. start following basketball more. So then again, their football progress <laughs> may start rising up if you start doing that, man. Ricky, <laughs> I want you to know the thoughts that you just threw out is something that already went through my mind because I hit Tyler up recently, you know, because I don't know anything about college <laughs> basketball, and I'm just like. Who is like bad in basketball and who's good? Like I need to know besides the basics. I know the basics. That's obvious. You know what I mean? You see it all the time. But I just mean like all the like, you know, all give me all the niche details. And uh, yeah, I've thought about that, man, because Hawaii and basketball's popping off. Miami's basketball team's popping off. Shout out to that. 
Uh, but no, college football, man, come to a close. It's been a hell of a season. It's it's been a great season, in my opinion. All right, you know, we've had a lot of we've had a lot of good games this year. You know, terrible football show being in video for this year. You know, live streaming this year. It's been a great time covering college football. We've had a lot of good conversations. But uh, you know, now it's come to a close, and at least until you know, like August. Uh, off the, off the dome, shoot it from the hip. Favorite memory from this college season. Off the dome, shooting from the hip. Favorite college memory. I don't memory. think I have a. I don't think I have a favorite memory. I mean, it just to me for like, as a fan of football, it was it was a great season. Mm-hmm. As a fan of the Razorbacks, it was a very disappointing season. So I really don't have a a, a real favorite uh, that that I could really throw out there at you. Um, but I, I, I will say the biggest shock for me is probably when TCU beat Michigan. I, I'll say that much. I, I really That's believe fair. that was the, that was the cream, right? That, that was just the biggest shock for me of this college football season was just the way, the way TCU, not just against Michigan, but the way they just ran the table in the big 12, mm-hmm. uh, they just found, they just found ways to win. And they didn't, there were games that, that, you know, you could easily have said TCU could have been a three, four loss team easily. But they found ways to win, and you just you just see that young group of someone that just came up from nothing. And then, you know, you look at a team like Tulane, who won two games last season, yep. to a team who won 11 games this year and beat one of the top programs in the country yep. in, in USC. And it does not hurt my feelings that USC got beat by them. But um, – <laughs> And so, but I mean, it just, uh, like I said, th- those right there, when you, when you have those little feel good moments, um, programs, you're not used to seeing winning and you just start seeing this little bit, of, this, this little bit of success just pop up a little bit. Uh, that that's what college football and my, it, it, just being a sports fan in general is, is what it's all about. You just get to see these nothing teams that nobody expects th- them to do anything. And all of a sudden you're like, where do they come from? Yeah. <laughs> I would say for me, my favorite memory was probably just that Tennessee-Alabama game. That game was just next-level energy. You know that what was I mean? a good one. That was just next-level energy. I mean, that, that was an unbelievable game. I had a great time watching that one personally. So that was probably mine. Either that or, um, honestly, Ohio State-Georgia was an incredible game. So that, that was – and, you know, again, just watching watching that game and getting to experience with, with the fucking Pat McAfee show field, field pass was was not only just a hilarious time, but just such an unbelievable game. So I'd say one of those two for me. What about you, Shane? Which Arkansas loss do you want to shout out as your favorite memory from this year? The Liberty was probably the toughest one, <laughs> to be honest. Um, now, given, I mean, they're, they're a better team than what people give them credit for, even though they lost every game after they that's beat us. That's true, they did. <laughs> um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, I that's definitely probably a heartbreak, the the biggest heartbreak from the year, because I think from that point on, um, it kind of went downhill. Um, the biggest, the biggest kind of cheer, I guess you could say, for the season as a Razorback fan is beating BYU the way we did. Um, so that, that was nice. Um, but, or actually, no, flip that. The, the way that we lost to Texas A&M, biggest heartbreak of the year. Mm. Big time, big time. Mm. That, yeah, I would, I would say that Texas A&M, the way we lost them was, was bigger than the way we lost to Liberty. Right. Cause I mean, you think about it, that Texas A&M loss, I mean, Shane will probably agree with this. That, that carried every momentum that we had for the rest of the yep. season. That, that killed the entire just, season. We, we, we did not get back up on our feet, which just tells you you can't. Ha- we couldn't handle much controversy uh, when when it comes to the Arkansas Razorbacks. But I'll just you know preaching to the choir on that one, boys. 
I'm just going to put it out there right now, Shane. It's put up or shut up time next year for everyone that's on that hill. If Sam Pittman included, um, it's 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 going to be tough. They're they're, they're going to have to do something I, next year. I, I disagree. I mean, I I, I think me, I, I think I, I'm probably probably a little bit more lenient on things like that. But you got to think from where we were, right? Two or three, two and ten seasons in a row, not really getting the right players in there. Now, given yes, we we're second in the country right now with with the amount of transfers are going out. But on the flip side of that, though, I would say at least 75% of those players are players that either one, didn't play, or two, they were starters, but they were continuously either hurt or in trouble um, to where they weren't going to get playing time. So yeah, that doesn't really... At losing Jay the Carolina to Texas, though, Shane, that's, that, that's, that's a heartbreaker right there, in my opinion, just because you know it's Texas. Yeah, if you're going to lose a recruit, you don't want to lose it to someone that's considered a, a, an old rival. Or I mean, I agree, like but on the flip side of that, we're not playing them at least until 2025. Oh, no, he'll we're going to play him in the gone. national championship. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, on the flip side of that, losing Jalen Catalan's not a huge hurt as far as Arkansas's team because he's played two quarters in two years. True. I mean, it, it, he can't stay healthy, and I, I and I hate it for the guy. He's a great athlete. I think if he could stay healthy, he'd be a great NFL talent. Um, I don't think he would play that safety position in, in the NFL. I think he'd play more of a nickel or uh, something like that. But on the flip side, I don't see him staying healthy in Texas. I don't think much thing is going to change. Once you get that injury bug, it's hard to get it off. Um, you know, I think honestly, if you're talking about the biggest loss as far as an Arkansas team this year, it's going to probably be Jordan Dominique. Um, yeah. that, that's probably the biggest loss because he was a contributor. He, he was there, but I think the main reason why he left is because Barry Odom left. Um, he came because of Barry Odom. So, I mean, I, again, I don't blame him for that. I don't think that's a, that's a black eye on the Razorback program. Um, so, I mean, I think it's just kind of a fit there. Um, he came because of Barry Odom. Barry Odom's not going to be there next year, so therefore he's not he's not going to go there. So so therefore he's going to go to a place to where he can get better playing time. And because let's be honest, um, there is some guys that we are getting, whether it's a transfer portal or through high school recruiting, that has better potential than what he has. Now, yes, he led the team in uh in or tied the team in sacks or whatever with Drew Sanders, but I mean at the end of the day, I. I I think it's just going to take longer than what four years to build to get Arkansas back. I don't think it's going to be something like Tulane where you can substitute just a different coach in there, and bada bing, bada boom, you went from two and ten to to twelve and one or whatever they are. I mean, I don't. I think Arkansas situation is a lot different than that. Uh, I think it's going to take a lot more building than just flipping. Yeah, and I mean that's something else though. Transfer portal it hurts us, but it also helps us. Um, it's like I said, it's these NIL deals uh, that that really hurts a program like Arkansas though. I mean, so we'll and see, that's another you see thing. How it's I mean, Sam Sam, Sam Pittman came out and said he's not going to sit here and pay millions of dollars for players. He's just not going to do it. Matt Rule kind of said the same thing. So good luck at Nebraska, my friend. <laughs> so I mean, no, no, yes, is JB Hunt. And Walmart money gonna come? Yeah, for sure. Um, especially if it's an enticing recruit, especially a high school recruit. Yeah, they're gonna throw the money at them. But 
Sam Pittman's pitch to go to a home to a to a high school kid or a transfer portal kid is not going to be like, hey, you come here, you're going to make millions of dollars. Like, that's not going to happen. Also, boys, we got uh, we got a, we got a call in here. We got uh, Chad chilling in our in our guest uh, queue, so we're gonna pull him up, chat about uh, his thoughts on the Georgia championship. Uh, I'm glad we were able to delay the college chat as much as we could because I, I saw in chat he was gonna join. So I was trying to, you know, glad glad you guys got an Arkansas chat because I tried to delay because I didn't want to jump into pro and then go back to college. You know what I mean? Uh, so let's pull hey, up chat in here. You can in Arkansas talk. We can be here all day. Yeah, let's not do that, though. <laughs> all right, so let's uh, let's get chat in here to finish up our college chat, put a big old bow on college football f- for this season. All right. Uh, Chad, you're in, man. Welcome back to Terrible Football Show. Uh, Georgia fan on top of the world, to, uh, back-to-back. How you feeling? How you doing? Good. How about you? Do I know? That's a good. How about y'all? Man, I'm doing good, great. Good. I'm doing great. I, I have a lot to be happy about in the pro world. Not so much college, but in the pro world, I'm pretty pumped. But, you know, how are you feeling? You're on top of the world right now. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Hey, Ohio, man. Hey, uh, much respect to your team. Y'all should have been in the championship versus us. But uh, I hate to start your new year off like that. Maybe next year, man. Yeah, you know? he'll, he'll listen back to the show and he'll he'll just cringe just a little bit for you. <laughs> hey, he's got big cringing. Goodness gracious! <laughs> I mean, he put up a hell of a fight against you guys. You know, that was a respectful yeah. matchup on both ends. I mean, you know, I, I don't I don't think any Georgia fan in, in the country can discredit Ohio State in that game. You know what I mean? Yeah, I you know it's crazy though. Stetson Bennett's got more championship wins than the whole Big Ten in nine <laughs> years. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> given I he, absolutely love it. <laughs> given he, he probably has more kids too. Yeah, <laughs> he's the mailman. It's, on Sundays, he's the milkman, though. But <laughs> Jesus Christ, he fucking looks like it. I'm sorry. Whoa, 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 whoa! Oh wait. my God! Time out! Time out! Time out! Time out! The mailman is Carl Malone. We cannot nickname anyone else the mailman but Carl Malone. <laughs> oh, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, uh, going into going into his NFL career, if Stetson Bennett gets a chance, which I think he will, he'll be collecting a 401k from the NCAA. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Just like, uh, remember Weaver? Yeah. From Oklahoma yeah. State. Yeah, yeah. Whedon, Whedon, Whedon. It's Brent Whedon, yeah. yeah. He was first-round quarterback at 26 years old. Jesus Christ. Wow. <laughs> well, there's a quarterback right now in the transfer portal that's going to turn 31 this next year. Oh, my wow. God. Oh, my God. He started off his career at Arkansas. I forgot his name, though. Then he bounced around a bunch. But... Huh. But man, I I, but, but overall, how you how you feeling about that championship? Uh, are you now? Let me ask you, and be completely honest: Are you surprised that it was that much of a blowout? Like, do you think that, do you think TCU w- was going to show up a little bit better? I said forty four twenty one. I thought they would. That's score better. Like, <laughs> you know, they'd catch us slipping a couple of times, and then we'd just kind of ground and pound it out on them and stuff. But after we got the ball the first three times. I, I looked over at the people that was watching it with me, and I said, man, that was just too easy. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be able to stop us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
if we, if we ran, we ran for seven yards. We threw it. We threw for ten every play. Um, I I was talking to Alex about this, and I and I kind of want to get your opinion on it. No, no, don't get me wrong. I think Georgia was beyond the superior team. Um, but I think the reason why they didn't score more and make it a little bit more competitive is because, um, you know, as a as a player going into that mindset, like, okay, we're down ten nothing. Okay, we score. It's ten seven. Okay, seventeen seven. Okay, twenty four seven. Um, and especially 31-7, 38-7, and especially when those scores are happening mostly because of your quarterback um, and players on offense giving them the ball. Because, I mean, you saw a fumble happen when, when TC was driving, um, and then you saw two back-to-back drives and an interception that was honestly nothing but the quarterback's fault. Um, he threw one off balance, and he threw one into traffic. It was just a bad read. Um so at that point, momentum was kind of killed. Um, and then Georgia, I mean, just like back in the day with Alabama, you couldn't really make mistakes because Georgia yeah. and Bama were going to kind of pound on it. Would you agree with that? It, was, it wasn't necessarily that Georgia is 65-7 to 7 better than TCU, but um, it was just kind of a, kind of a downhill. Um, I, with those I agree with it, but it's, um, there's a big thing that nobody's talking about is that Texas and I mean, te- I mean uh, TCU got out coached. Oh, for sure. Uh, I like, mean, we and nobody's talking about that aspect of it. Like, and like you're saying, like you know, you're you've been coming back all year. You know, you still got belief. You still got belief, and they keep on scoring. They keep on scoring, and then right before half, you know, you you think maybe we could go down there and score or, or something like that, and you turn over the ball with 34 seconds left, right there in the red zone. You know what I'm saying? That it was over at that point because they just played themselves out of it. They couldn't run. They, you know, they didn't even try to run after that. They was averaging 1.4 yards a run at after that point. And focus they just on next the, season. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, let's focus on next season for just a second. Stats of Bennett's gone. Who is the potential starting quarterback for Georgia for next year? I think it's going to be Carson Beck, but I wouldn't run out. I wouldn't. I wouldn't look past Gunnar Stockton just because his legs too. But he's a freshman this year. But Carson Beck's been there three years now, and he's supposed to be the man. Like, well, he, well, they're going to definitely have a chance to duke it out because you're the toughest game you have in your first seven eight games next year is Vanderbilt. So you'll you'll yeah. be all right. <laughs> <laughs> we were supposed to play Oklahoma our second game, but since the SEC thing happened, they took them off our schedule and gave us Ball State, which kind of sucks. Like, you want to see good games with your team, you know what I'm saying? You want to go and up against the have, best competition if, if, you, yeah, you know, if you think exactly. your team is good, yeah. You don't want to just go – because then you sleepwalk, and like y'all was talking about earlier, you know, you can get caught sleepwalking. Yeah. I mean <clears> – <throat> South Carolina is one of those teams that you don't want to sleepwalking in. And like all these SEC teams, you never know with them. Right. They might show up and be the hottest they ever been, or you know, at least give you a dogfight out of it. Mm-hmm. I will say that I am extremely happy as an Arkansas fan that the deals with Michigan and Notre Dame crashed because yeah. where's the Notre Dame game at though? It was supposed to be this upcoming year. Like we ain't never gonna get that either. 
Uh, as far as the Arkansas side, no, they they, they don't plan on rescheduling that game. Mm. Mm. And same way with the Michigan thought, game. I thought, I thought it was later on. I thought it was like 2026 or something like that. I'd have to look that up. I thought we rescheduled one of them. I know Notre Dame's supposed to play another SEC team. I want to say it's like South Carolina or somebody like that here soon. Maybe not next year, but the year after. I know in 2025 we play Arkansas State. I can't yeah. wait for that. <laughs> All right, relax. <laughs> hey, do y'all y'all think Pittman to be here at 2025? I think you should, yes. but I mean, I'm sure other people will have their own opinions about it. No opinion in this fight okay. since I don't care about Arkansas, yeah. so I'm gonna say no. Arkansas is gonna absolutely suck big butt, and he's gonna get fired. Just because I, I just I like to be negative. I think the only I think the only way he gets fired if it's uh, Chad Moore's kind of kind of year. I think if That's he gets us to, to bowl to a bowl game, I think if he gets us to a bowl game next year, even at six and six, um, I think he'll stay because like I guess, like I was stating earlier in the show, I, I think Arkansas is more of a it's more of a build than what people think. Um, so and he's done good, but he's and 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 also people don't really realize if we do get rid of him, who we're gonna put in there. You know who they're gonna get. It'd be Bobby Petrino. <laughs> Texas a and does good next year. Sam Pittman shits the band. Go hire him. I no, promise you they will. No, they're going to try to go for John I Gruden. wouldn't. I wouldn't. But <laughs> they, the only, and another way that I can see maybe Sam Pittman go, uh, being fired is if we do go, you know, we win two, three, four games next year. Our offense is really good, and they just want to promote Kendall to that position. Oh, yeah. hell no. I, I won't be a Razorback fan if they promote Kendall Browse. <laughs> I'll start I'll st I'll start rooting for Florida State. I'll be a I'll be a Florida State fan. Oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> give I mean you can give all the you, you can give all the slack to Kendall Browse that you want with his play calling here and there, but at the end of the day we've had a top fifteen offense the last three years. So And we're really we're really balanced. We really are. We're really good at running the ball. And we match it stride for stride with our passing. I wish we passed downfield more. We didn't do that this year. But I think we, kind of we just didn't have the receivers to do it, though. Um, especially in towards the like TCU, you gotta just let it go. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I agree. But when you when you have guys that aren't running in the in that four three area, and you have DBs that are faster than your receivers, it, it's kind of like okay, yeah. why 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 should we? You know? Because I mean, our fastest receivers. Receiver was Warren Thompson, and he only played half the year. He quit halfway through the year. Yeah. So. And I I always said ever since Matt Landers was at Georgia, he's trash. He drops more balls than anybody I ever saw play wide receiver. He has feet for hands. He did uh, a lot for us, but he, he's not that great. Shane, as of right now, uh, 2025, uh, we are scheduled to play Notre Dame in Fayetteville. Oh, I gotta go with that. Right, that's a, that's as of right now. They could change once the new SEC schedule come out because we don't know how they're gonna. We don't know how they're gonna be like. Oh, you're gonna have to have so many conference games and all that bull crap. So, I mean, that's um, fine. Sam, Sam Harmon would be gone in 2025, so I'll be all right with that. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Hartman's a dog, man. Hmm. Now. Is it Alex that's the uh, Jaguars fan? Correct. It's my number two team. All right. 
Now, I don't watch a lot of NFL, but my favorite team's the Chargers. How do you feel about that game? Um, I think I think the Jags have a very strong chance to win this game. I, in my mind, going into these playoffs, uh, I wasn't worried about if it was going to be the Chargers or the Ravens. I, I thought the Jaguars had a strong chance to win these games. And, um, you know, when it comes to it, you know, I, I feel like the Chargers have got some issues at hand. I mean, uh, Jaguars, you know, I, the one thing that's going to uh, bite the Jaguars potentially, there are two things mainly. Number one is Chargers definitely remember that beatdown that Jags put on the Chargers earlier this year. Yeah. They're, 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 they're aware of it. The other problem with the game is, you know, with that Tennessee game, you know, T-Law, man, he was doing some overthrows. You know, if he can get those kind of dialed back in and the defense play to the same extent they played against Tennessee and play against it with Chargers up to that high level, I think the I think the Jags, especially at home, can definitely come away with that dub, especially with Mike Williams getting hurt that last game of the regular season. That's going to be a, a factor for sure. You know, you still have no Rashawn Slater. That You know, if you, Chargers do win, Rashawn Slater could be potentially available for the next round, which is good for the Chargers. But, uh, I mean, I, I, think, I think the Jags have a legitimate shot to win this game. Uh, and I, I'm very, very pumped to watch it um, this weekend. I, I honestly don't think that's how y'all win the game, though. I what, think the Chargers' strongest point is their secondary. I, if I was y'all, that's and I, y'all got y'all got the people to do it, and the talent to do it, is I would run straight up the middle on the Chargers. That's the one thing they cannot stop because they're nothing but pass rushers, and they run past the ball. Right. I think we lost him. Chad, did we lose you? No. I'm, oh, he's here. Okay. I'm still here. But I would run straight up the middle if I was y'all. I think that's the glaring weakness of the Chargers. And yeah. then, you know, pass when y'all, you know, open it up that way. But Yeah. I, I'll say if T-Law can get going early, uh, get Evan Ingram going, because Evan Ingram has had a phenomenal year, uh, I'm going to be so pissed if the Jags don't re-sign him. Uh, if you get him going early, you get Christian Kirk going early, you get the flow going, then you get Travis Etienne going. Um, you know, I, I think I'm telling you, I think yeah. the Jacks can. I think the Jacks can really catch this dub. Do I think they're going to make it past the next round? Eh, probably not. Uh, but I, you know, I do think they can potentially get past this wild card, and I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great game. Yeah, it's going to be a good game. Right. I can't wait to watch it. To be honest with you, I'm just glad to see the Chargers make it, and somehow. Almost win eleven and six, being yeah. one of the most hurt teams. That's true. They got injury issues for the last ten years that just killed their whole team. That's true. This year, this year's Chargers was last year's Ravens in terms of injuries. Because last year's Ravens, they I mean they got plagued with injuries before the season started. I mean you lost your top three running backs all extremely quickly. You lost Marlon Humphrey. You lost Marcus Peters. Lamar Jackson had injury issues just like he had this year. Yeah, I think you lost Ronnie Stanley last year too for the Ravens. I mean, this year's Chargers is last year's Ravens, like up front. They're they, and we'll see who's going to be the next team next year to get plagued with injuries. It seems like it's just going around yeah. team to team. Yeah, yeah, but don't be surprised, my boy Herbert don't show up. Really. Oh, I'm not going to be surprised at all. Trust me, uh, I am a Chargers no. supporter because they have the greatest social media team on the planet, uh, and that alone makes oh, me yeah, support the Chargers. Is. I just now started following them on like Facebook and stuff, and they they got a good crew uh, handling their PA. Yeah, yeah. Uh, their schedule reveal is still one of the greatest things on this planet. Uh, I still randomly go back and rewatch that video every once in a while because it just fucking makes me laugh every single time. But I'm also a diehard anime fan, so there's a lot of references in there 
in anime and you know in just general IRL that just absolutely fucking murder me. Like the like the Urban Meyer as a Jaguar in the bar was one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> absolutely took me off this planet. Oh, yeah. But uh, Chad, any last thoughts on the Georgia dub? If not, we can go ahead and send you on your way. Um, you know, any, any any last things that you want to throw out there involving your your dogs coming out on top? Uh, it was great to get it. I really honestly didn't ex- expect to get it. Um, but go for three and twenty three. There we go. I'll let y'all guys appreciate it. Hey man, I thanks for stopping by and thanks for the support. Appreciate it. All right, have a good one. You too. Yeah, boys, this week, do what now? Possible. It is very possible we could see three and 23. I think so as well. And, uh, you know, I already got the nice transition there for for pro. I mean, we got got wild card weekend ahead of us. What a weekend this past one was. Uh, You know, shout out to the Lions for knocking the Packers out. That was beautiful. You know, once the, I mean, once the the Seahawks got, you know, caught that dub, you know, the Lions, the only thing they had to play for was to give a middle finger to the Packers. That was awesome. You know, we've already, we've already seen Lovey get fired immediately. Shout out to Lovey Smith. He needs a statue in Chicago for giving the Houston the middle finger and going for the dub in that game, which ends up ruining the Texans for getting the first overall pick. I honestly never thought in my lifetime I would see the Bears have the first overall pick. And it's like, it's so, it's not even like a really terrible, it's not a terrible feeling at all. Cause I normally, like, even if you get the first overall pick and your team is ass and you know there's lots of factors that don't you know that doesn't bold well for your team for the next year you you feel as a fan you know like uh i mean we got this high pick but we're still gonna stink you know what i mean but in this case the bears have their quarterback we have the first overall pick and 125 million dollars to spend it's tough not to be excited (laughs) like 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 this is just wacky to me but man what a weekend it was you know, for the NFL, you know, the playoffs are now set, um, you know, Seahawks making it in thanks to the, the Lions beating the shit out of the Packers and knocking them out. So that was beautiful. Jaguar shout, you know, making it in, winning the division. Shout out to Ricky for actually calling that and believing before anyone else believed. Uh, called that. I think you had them going like what? Nine. Uh, you got them going like what? Ten wins, I think, is right where you had them. Yeah, they came in at nine. So it's close. I have to look at I'd have to look at the link that we had. I I tried to find it the other day, and I couldn't find the link that we used to okay. uh, to do that. But because um, I, I really like it, because but I was way off on a lot of them. But yeah, I think I I think I had nine or ten wins. I think it was ten for you. So hey, you were one off. Look at you. You were one off for the Jags. Winning the division, hosting a playoff game against the Chargers. Uh, you know the the Ravens going to the Bengals. I think that's gonna be a blowout. I'm gonna be honest with you. I really do. <laughs> I think the Bengals are about to beat the shit out of the Ravens. And then uh, after that, it's Buffalo and Miami. And I just don't see how Miami's going to keep up right now. I really don't. Um, they're, they're so banged up right now. Are. It's not even funny. I mean, Buffalo's going to run away with that one for sure. And then on the NFC side, we have um, – who do we got at two? We have San Fran going up against – Seattle. Seattle, thank you. Uh, then three seed is the Vikings, and they're going up against – I'm drawing a blank again. Uh, oh, Giants, Giants, Giants. Yep, and then Cowboys and Bucks. Yep. Which, how, how, you know, Ricky, how are you feeling about that game? How are you feeling about Cowboys and Bucks? It's Tom Brady in the playoffs, but the Bucks fucking stink. Like the Bucks stink, but you guys also got embarrassed by Washington. You guys have no momentum going into this game. Like this is going to be, oh. I feel like a snooze fest of a game. Ricky, before oh. you start, 
Ricky, before you start, I want to get your opinion on this. I want to get your opinion on this. If the Cowboys lose the game and it's Dax Prescott's fault as far as he throws two, three interceptions and it's the reason why he um, why, why they lose that game, I don't think Dak Prescott's Cowboys quarterback next year. Mm. I don't think I don't think he's Cowboys quarterback regardless unless he wins a Super Bowl this year. That's just my opinion. I just don't see I just don't see um, I don't see him as the future because if you it's if you watch the Cowboys as a whole. And Jacob's not with us, but Jacob would agree with me when I when I say this. He's not a quarterback that you can count on throwing 40-plus times a game and have you win a football game. We've seen him do it. I'm not going to say that we haven't seen him do it. We just haven't consistently seen him do it. Now, something I want to remind you guys of all the losses the Cowboys have had this year, I want to remind you we have bounced back and just enough right and I'm, I'm just saying we have we have been able to bounce back the very next week we did lose to tampa in the first week it was a crappy loss we shouldn't have even come close to losing to tampa uh but we did and you know and it's you know it's just it's just part of it what do we do the next week we come home cincinnati wasn't as good as the beginning of the season i will admit that but getting cincinnati that's a big w and we didn't lose again until we lost to philadelphia what do we do the very next week? We struggled against Detroit, but we still ended up coming up and beating Detroit, and that was the very last loss that Detroit had before they started bouncing back and kicking everyone's ass. So let's 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 not. So I don't take that Detroit win, um, even though they were not very good at that point. That was their tipping point for them to actually get that boost going for their season. All right, of course Chicago was a blowout. Then we had this uh, embarrassing loss at Green Bay that we should not have lost. What do we do? The very next week, we beat the shit out of the Minnesota Vikings, and we gave them the worst loss that they had the entire season, one that they probably haven't had in a very long time, if ever, in the history. And then we lose to Jacksonville. At Jacksonville, we lost to them in overtime. Two of two losses of our five losses were in overtime. We lose to Jacksonville. Again, Jacksonville is good. I, I'm giving all the credit to Jacksonville for winning that game. They, they, they were on a hot streak. They won that game fair and square. What do we do very next week? And I don't care that Jalen Hurts was hurt. Our defense showed up for most of the game, and Dak Prescott showed up for the most of the game. And we ended up giving Philadelphia their second loss of the season. So, And then now, of course, you know, losing to Washington is not pretty whatsoever. We should not have lost that bad. But then again, guys, I'm one of those guys. I could have cared less about that game. Win or loss, I could have cared less about that game because I mean Philly. I mean I knew Philly was probably going to end up winning the, winning it anyway. They were probably going to end up winning the winning against New York. They were going to win the division anyways. I could have I could have cared less about that point about the stupid division. All it does is give you home field advantage, which the Cowboys, you know, you and I both know their playoff history. Now, does anybody know when the last time the Cowboys won a playoff game on the road? Mm, no, I don't. I was three years old when the last time they did that, <laughs> I was three years old. So here's here's the thing. I've got the Dallas Cowboys still going to the to the Super Bowl. I've got them losing to Buffalo. I have stuck by this you for have. a long time. You have. I, and I'm going to I'm going to still stick with this, and here is why. Yes, they play down to their competition, but they also play up to their competition. So when they do get these tough games on the road, because they're most likely going to be on the road the entire time, unless we see a big upset, um, 
in the first round, or unless we just see some big upset, um, I, I really see that we could play up to our competition. The one roadblock that's really going to hurt us between now and then is San Francisco. Because San Francisco, in my opinion, if I were to switch any team right now, if I were to put money down on any team right now and say, this is your team that you need to pick to win the Super Bowl, it would be the San Francisco 49ers because they look every bit of good defensively as we do, and their offense looks way better than what we look, and they have a third-string quarterback. Also, Mr. Irrelevant and Brock Purdy. But Brock Purdy, he has played just good enough to where – um, to where San Francisco is still winning. They're still winning, and it makes him look good because they're still winning. This team just comes together, and they just do all kinds of stuff that really just makes them one of the biggest threats of the NFC. However, I'm still going to believe Micah Parsons has got to wake up because we have not seen Micah Parsons wake up in a very long time. If Micah Parsons can wake up and we could give fits on that defensive front like we have the entire year, We've got a chance to go to the Super Bowl, but Dak Prescott cannot throw the ball game, cannot throw the ball 40 times for us to win in any of these games. We have to, we have to really strongly emphasize the run. And I, listen, I, I, I am a realist when it comes to this situation. I understand we've never beaten Tom Brady, but guys, let's face it. And I know we lost to this Tampa Bay team in Week One, but that was Week One. If you look at the overall consistency of the season, consistently, Dallas has been good. Tampa Bay, not so much. And so uh, I do believe it's going to be a close one. I think the spread is three in, fav in the favor of Dallas. Wouldn't surprise me if we win by a point. And I don't care if we win by a point as long as we win. And so, but yeah, I I'm still going to stick with my guns. I I'm, I'm taking Dallas over Tampa Bay. First loss. Uh, against the Cowboys for Tom Brady uh, this this year, and it could be Tom Brady's last in a Tampa Bay uniform. We also have our second caller uh, ready lined up. Long-time listener, always here to chat with me in any show that I do. Finally hopping in for Hot Take Tuesday, and that is my guy Steve. Let's move him up. Steve is muted, but Steve, you're in the chat, so you need to unmute your fucking phone, and you need to talk hey. to us. There you Sir. go. Sir, I don't appreciate that. <laughs> What's up, buddy? How are you? What's up, guys? So listen, I got a couple hot takes real quick. Okay. Ricky, you're going to love this one. <laughs> I'm sure if I am. <laughs> if your Cowboys if your cowboys get blown out, Dak is a Dolphin, Zeke is a Cardinal, Mike McCarthy's playing golf next season. <laughs> hang, hang on, time out, time out, time out, time out. Before you go, before you do your second one, before you do your second one. <laughs> And, and, okay, so first of all, <laughs> who in their right mind would take Dak Prescott over Tua right now? Let's be honest, the Dolphins would. They're fucking stupid. <laughs> okay, so had, had, you, had you said somebody but the Dolphins, like the Denver Broncos, okay, <laughs> I, I would believe that. Just oh, leave right, right, want, No, 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 just, no. You want to, here you go, here you go. I'll give you the hottest of the hot takes then. Okay, let's hear it. Dak doesn't play for the Cowboys, but he doesn't leave Texas. <laughs> I love yeah. it, my man. I love it. Yeah. Also, Lamar Jackson next season, he's 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 gonna have a horseshoe on his helmet. He's playing for the Colts. So so Steve, here, the only here's some, here's some, hold on. Can go I ahead, Shane. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, no, Shane. Um. So only thing I will do, I would agree with that. Only, I would agree with it, but. 
I'm also going to disagree with it because I think this is more likely to happen. And I was going to speak to this about I was going to speak I was want to speak about this when Alex was speaking about the Chicago Bears having the number one pick. Look, if Chicago is smart, they're trading down. Okay. And if they do, the number one, I mean, it was reported today by Adam Schefter and Rappaport, whatever his fucking name is. Yeah. The Indianapolis Colts is willing to give up a lot for that number one pick. If so, you're going to see Bryce Young in an Indianapolis Colts uniform next year. That's a fact. So that would would be my only thing. If that, for some reason, if that falls out, if that does not happen, then yes, I agree. Lamar Jackson will be most likely a Colt. Um... If they are willing to pay his franchise franchise tag. Listen, if he's not a Colt next season, then they're fucking idiots. They're built to win now. Just fucking win. Get a quarterback who isn't 45 with a noodle <laughs> arm or whatever that other guy is they kept putting in. I don't even know his name. You know, but anyway. But the, the thing is, thing though, like, say, you can't tell me that you put Bryce Young in there and they're immediately still in contention with how he played this year. I mean, he... Yes, he's not a Lamar Jackson, but I mean, I'll still take Bryce Young over a lot of people right now in the NFL. Well, and you also have to remember Lamar Jackson's very, very injury prone. He is highly injury prone. I mean, I think what is the last three of the last four seasons he's had season-ending injuries, and of course, there's a possibility he plays this week, but there's some speculating that he's not going to because he doesn't know if the Baltimore Ravens are willing to pay him to begin with. Tyler also personally, if I'm the Ravens, I'm not paying him. Tyler also threw out there Aaron Rodgers to Indy, pull the Rams, and go all in. <laughs> that no, would be a true think, Colts fat thing Rogers move, though. Comes back for two more seasons, and he's going to be in green, but it's not going to be Green Bay. It's going to be the Jets. No chance he goes to the Jets. Oh, for the no league. chance. Okay, okay, I think the Jets okay. just pay him an absurd amount of money, and he goes to the Jets. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Right I don't now. think that's going to happen because he's not going to follow in Brett Favre's footsteps. It's not oh, that's happen. a good point. He would be following in Brett Favre's footsteps. No, no, no. He hasn't retired yet. Be... Oh, fair, fair. <laughs> he has yeah, to retire, retire first. He has to retire first and then go to the Jets. Yeah, fair. And then retire again and go to the Vikings. Yeah, exactly. Just go full circle with this whole situation. Put Aaron Rodgers on the Vikings, instant Super Bowl champions. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. No, don't no, don't get me wrong. I think there's I think they're they're contenders right now with Kirk Cousins, but I mean, you give me Aaron Rodgers, I'm taking him over 99% of quarterbacks in the league right now. Now just, I want just, both and I want what both no, no, of you are smoking. No, 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 listen. Just think about what he just said. They're already contenders with Kirk Cousins. That's a good point. Re- but Aaron Rodgers but under center on that team right now, dude, Justin Jefferson's catching for twenty two hundred yards. Yeah, they're 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 winning every game about seventeen. Yeah, it's 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 not even funny. I want whatever you guys are smoking right now, like right <laughs> now. I just want it. I want it. Listen, I've Ricky I have needs never some sweet relief. I have I have never done an illegal drug in my life. I've never done. He's ready to pot. start. Any of that this stuff. Is it. This I, is the I I am ready to take my drug for Jim <laughs> away because I want what you two are smoking. I think it's a fair take. I think Aaron Rodgers and the Vikings make him an immediate contender. No, it is going to be no, a big question of where not. Aaron's going to go. I mean, you know, because I don't think he's coming back to Green Bay. I, th- I personally think he's going to retire. I don't think he. I think I don't think he's going to play anymore. So, so this is this is my God honest take on him. 
I think he retires. I think he just goes out. And I think if the Cowboys win, I think Tom Brady just goes ahead. He just calls it a day. He done already threw his marriage away for this season. For what? Nothing. For a losing season, but you're still in the playoffs, but losing season. Yeah. But, Alex, sir. What up? You can thoroughly kiss my ass with your Green Bay and Detroit. (laughs) (laughs) Your NFL portion of the show. You're welcome. I will second that. Whoa. I hope and pray that Chicago keeps fumbling the ball in that front office like they've been doing for the last 36 fucking years. Relax. Okay, relax. You, I hope slow your you roll. get a bust. I hope you get a Ryan Leaf You need to slow your roll. I'm about to kick you out of this call. For that number one pick. I'm about to kick you out of this call. <laughs> so, hey, so listen, guys. I'm just going to go ahead and call it out right now. Your division winners next year are going to be the Detroit Lions. But let's just face let's it. Go. Detroit let's Lions go. Let's go like brand new Lions. It's going to happen. <laughs> we might as well just write it down. If Jacob's board was right here, I'd let him write it down. <laughs> Brand oh, by- new <laughs> Lions. Actually, I, I'm not even, like, next year. I hate to I hate to say it, but like I, I kind of agree. <laughs> like, I kind of agree. I think Minnesota's gonna stumble real hard next year, and Justin Fields is just gonna get hurt in like week four. All right, relax. Oh gosh. Relax. You know. We're gonna well, get him we're gonna get him we're gonna get him some on. protection. You're gonna get him protection? Yeah. Dude, protect that dude. That dude couldn't be protected right now with the way he runs. He doesn't he have a choice. Get protection from the United States military. All right, you need to relax, man. All right, listen, you need to absolutely relax. He had no choice but to run like that. He has no protection. Oh, he's got to. He's got to make plays happen, man. We're gonna. Yeah, we're, we need, we're gonna get some protection on the show more often. I've been telling yes, him to join. Yes, I, like this, I, like, I like this man's takes. <laughs> I've been telling him to join for a while. Oh my gosh. Come on, man. Don't be like that. Look, we're going to sign some protection in free agency. It's going to be fine. We but, got this. Like, I mean, think about this. Think about this. You could have a fucking 1996 Jenko jeans pocket for this man. When you can't make an accurate throw 20 yards down the fucking field, you're going to be running the ball. It's only That's a second what happens. League. And he's playing in Chicago, man. Give him a break. I mean... <laughs> Listen, I know you're hyped because you got the new fucking RG3 who hopefully stays healthy. But whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't <laughs> Justin's a lot better than RG3 ever was. Is he though? Yeah, well, I was gonna say I don't know. Playoffs his rookie year. I think honestly, if RG3 didn't get hurt and wasn't under a shit show of a front office, um, I think honestly right now he probably he I think he'd still be playing in probably a top. 12 quarterback. I will say Washington completely ruined his career. 100%. Oh, 100%. Who was that coach? I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh, former head coach of the Broncos. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mike Shanahan. Mike Shanahan. Was it Shanahan? Yeah, it was Shanahan. Yeah, what is it? Yeah, it was Shanahan. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. Mike Shanahan. Completely yeah, I, ruined I want to know RG3's how much career. he got paid to ruin that man's career. Facts. I mean, it was, it was literally, we watched a hit job happen. Probably as much as probably as much as Sean Payton did. <laughs> Sorry, that was a little blow there. Damn. Wow, dude! Wow, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know who your team is. Broncos and Seahawks. 
The he, Broncos he, and the Seahawks. Hold on, Steve. Wait before you completely destroy him where he stands. He is a Packers supporter. Packers would be like his third team. No, the, that's fine. You can be a Packers favorite. supporter all you want, but you're a Broncos and a Seahawks fan. Yep. Yep. And you're and you're an Arkansas fan. Yeah. So you literally sit in the corner and you watch one cousin just fuck over the other, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's what you did this year. <laughs> Oh that my is what God. you did. <laughs> oh you my God. You got Russell, I want to be more famous and on TikTok and on every fucking thing else he wants to do, except throw a goddamn football accurately <laughs> or make any kind of decision, Wilson, and give up draft picks for what? To be the <laughs> laughing stock of the NFL. <laughs> it's been a painful year took, for Shane. You took literally one of the most washed quarterbacks ever. And you made him into a fucking pro bowler? <laughs> what the fuck happened with your two teams? I've been asking Shane this all year long. Hey, <laughs> it's Shane's defense. The Seattle Seahawks are in the playoffs. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. No, so, the Seattle uh, Seahawks are 100% in the playoffs. But how do you have a team that has an elite wide receiver like DK Metcalf and you make him look fucking B-string compared to Tyler fucking Lockett? <laughs> Old man Tyler Lockett? Well, Ow. to be fair, DK is getting – so there's 11 people on defense. I'm pretty sure DK is being guarded by 10 of them. Tyler Lockett's getting the other one. Um, and then also on the flip side, be- next excuse. Believe me, I uh, I know what my teams have been struggling this year. Okay, it's not like I'm, I'm sitting here defending them. I know all three of my teams. And honestly, I mean, when I first started the show uh, last year, year and a half ago, yeah, I I told Alex I don't really have a team that I set out and watch in the NFL. It just if I was to pick three teams or two teams, like these are the teams I kind of watch the most, just because of of history that kind of got me into watching football. I'll kind of go back to those three teams. Um, but no, I completely agree. I, my my teams suck right now, and I I don't I'm not defending that at all. And honestly, I don't know where the fuck this attack came from. Okay, <laughs> it's just Steve. I was on your he, side the look. entire fucking time. <laughs> I make one Sean Sean Payton fucking joke and shit yeah, his plan. That's where you fucked up. You made a Sean Payton joke. <laughs> no, this is That's just Steve. I mean, you see how he picks on Ricky. He did the same thing to John recently with Game Static. Oh. Just said something to get on John's skin. Right, so, seriously, let though, me, seriously, let me, though, let me, I would let love me. to see Seattle go on a run. That would be awesome. That would be legit. I don't legit. think it's going to happen. It would be awesome. It would still be awesome. Yeah, it would be awesome. So – um, let me just give you a little take about Sean Payton because I've I've said this on this show many times. Sean Payton is about as mediocre as it gets in today's coaching. I'm just letting you know that. <laughs> he had the best talent. I don't know how many years he had the best talent in New Orleans. Anyone wants to bow with him? That man should have at least three or four in his pocket right now. Oh yeah, he should. Yeah, he should have multiple. Oh, Ricky, Ricky, if you were here right now, sir, I would kiss you square in the mouth. <laughs> I fully agree. <laughs> I'm just fully saying, my, like my my mother is a Saints fan. Like my mother is a Drew Brees, you know, you know, he, you know, his jockstrap, you know, she loves that stuff. But anyway, um, back to anyways, you get my reference. So anyway, like my mother has been a Saints fan for forever, and I just watched, like I have watched the Saints 
probably as much as I have the Cowboys in the last 15, 20 years. And lo and behold, I'm like, Mom, your team is as mediocre as mine is, except you have one Super Bowl. So there you go. Sorry, I got distracted. I, mean, I, I had more yeah, sex bots in the chat. So, no, but like, so here's my thing. So I got a guy I work with. He's a huge Saints fan. And he's, we and this man argue at least once a week because he swears up and down that a healthy Michael Thomas is a top three wide receiver in the league. My at one argument, point, yes. At my one argument, point. Oh, no, he said even this year, he said a healthy Michael Thomas, top three wide receiver no, in the league. I he's said, hot. sir. I said, sir. Bragging about having a healthy Michael Thomas is like bragging about being the valedictorian of a homeschool. It's fucking useless. <laughs> okay? There's zero point to it. That man hasn't been healthy since, what, 2017? 2018? It's been a while. It's been a long while. Yeah, golly. Yeah, since Antonio Brown was saying. <laughs> Make him the kicker, shit. <laughs> Yeah, saying Michael Thomas would be a top three wide receiver right now in 2022 or even 2023 season coming up, that's just a dumb take, honestly. I think he's still going to be a very productive receiver, still get over 1,000 yards and stuff, but he's not going to be the guy that he was when he caught, like, you know, the the, the the current record, I believe, for receptions in a season. You know, he's just not – I think he still holds that record. I think that's that's his record right now. No, Cup, Cup broke it, didn't he? Yeah, Cooper Cup broke that last yeah, year. Cup broke it, yeah. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. He's not He's not that same guy. Every, that guy's so Every long. time he says that, I bring up the same thing that you just talked about. I just sit there and go, Jefferson, Adams, Cup, do you want me to keep going? Or, right. hell, I'd take Mike Evans over over healthy Michael Thomas. Oh, I would too, 100%. Mike Evans, like, don't sleep on Mike, man. Mike's a beast. He's just reliable. You know, he's never had a season that didn't have over 1,000 yards. Dude's reliable. I mean, yeah, just right now, I mean, you got Mike Evans, Justin Jefferson. Yep. Um, fucking Mike Williams being healthy. I mean, shit. Um, I mean, you can go on and on. Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Devontae yep. Smith, AJ Brown. Uh, you know, it's kind of tough. Yeah. In Michael Thomas's case, for sure. Steve, do you have other hot takes that you want to throw out here? No, that is all I have this week. Stay tuned next week, though, for another Hot Takes Tuesday. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, I Steve, love Steve. you, boys. I love you Steve, too. Man. Your, I appreciate you. Hey, quick, quick, quick question, Steve. Who's your favorite college team? My favorite college team? Don't worry about it, Ricky. I've heard enough shit from Jacob it's about Michigan. it. No, 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 no. It's I'm, Michigan. Ser- I'm serious. It's Michigan. I'm serious. It's Michigan. Michigan. There's, I'm a, a Michigan there's nothing. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I hate Ohio State. You're good, man. Yeah. No, I'm a. My college team is Michigan. So anyway, boys. Love y'all. Enjoy. See, see Michigan, show. Michigan, Michigan would be like a top three team for me. I, I have a brother. I have two of my brothers. Both of my half brothers went to Michigan. Shut up. And, and that still doesn't make up for the champagne comment. <laughs> look, dude. Look. Okay. For one, that was like 15 <laughs> years ago. Okay. It literally was proven that he was paying players to fucking kill people on the field. Ricky over here calls your team mediocre. <laughs> he, he said deuces. And he, gets, <laughs> and he gets away with it, okay? That's why your team lost to TCU. They got Shane, blown out 65%. I, Shane, listen, I want you to know that um, that you just set yourself up to get more of those because now he knows how to well, get under your skin, and he's going to do I, it because that's what he does. <laughs> it, he doesn't mean any of it, but he's going to he's gonna find ways to get you under your skin now. No, you called the Saints mediocre or Sean Payton mediocre. Whatever it was. Yes, and he, and he agreed with me. 
which is crazy because like I said, <laughs> like, like I said, man, bro. congratulations, Shane. You're now in, uh, you're now in Steve's target. Like he, he found a way. It's fun. Like, it's fun. He, he tried, fun. he tried putting some shit like that the other day in anime and plus. And I, I just said, I said to him, I don't take anything you say serious anymore. I know you're just trying to get under my skin. Fuck off. It's fine. When heart, when Harbaugh's Denver's coach next year, <laughs> he'll, he'll enjoy that. Right. Right. Oh man! All right, let's. Oh, that was great. That was so great. All right, let's keep All chatting right. some NFL though, boys. Um, let's see. So yeah, we've already, uh, you know, we had uh, some some nice firings happen. Cliff Kingsbury got fired. Did anyone was anyone surprised by that? I mean, I, no. I, I had it in my predictions. I'm four for five. Shout out to that. Um, was it? But shame about you. Were you surprised by that? I mean, I agree with it. I mean, I see why they. Well, I don't. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I see why they did it. But All I right. think it's more of a quarterback position issue than it is a uh, Cliff Cliff Kingsbury issue. Um, I can't believe so, they're actually going to get Kyler's input on the next head coach. I, I, that is just, a, and they're trading. They're they're going to try to trade DeAndre Hopkins this offseason. That is just such a dumpster fire. Listen, listen. If you want to take Kyler Murray's. Um, Thoughts into the next head coach. I'm pretty sure Captain Price cannot be a head coach of an NFL football team. <laughs> so facts. <laughs> I don't think that's going to go very far. Right. What if? What if? What if? You make one phone call. What if? You try to pry Lincoln Riley away from USC. No. Not going to happen. Think about it, gentlemen. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm just saying think about it for just a second. Who is the one coach that he's been able to win with consistently? I, on a I consistent think basis? I think in order for them to get Lincoln Riley, they would have to throw him like partial ownership, maybe a big fat bag, and I mean he's already partner Murray. owner with USC. I mean goodness gracious, because USC is throwing him. I mean USC gave him a private jet for his family to go anywhere they want to at any given time. I mean, that's just how much they put in to Lincoln Riley. But just think about it, boys. Now, I don't think they will because, you know, they're already they're gonna, already going to owe Cliff Kingsbury all this money. Um, but this just right here just tells you guys on how stupid these owners are just throwing money around left and right. Uh, just, you know, just with coaches and, you know, just with coaches and players, um, you know, firing coaches after giving them like four or five year extensions. Like in this case, it was a five year extension. Yeah, with Cliff. Um, it's just, it's, it's so stupid. It's the reason why, you know, it's the reason why Josh McDaniels isn't gone from the Raiders, um, which, you know, I still think he, he might need a little bit more time, but at the same time, he had a crap load of talent come back but i mean it just you know you see all this thing and then lovey smith and the texans which you know everybody knew the texans were probably going to get rid of lovey smith anyway alex called that you know weeks ago but at the same time it's like come on guys this is the second time in a, this is the second year in a row you fired a one-year head coach yep Dave who's gonna, who wants to, who's going to want to coach the texans correct Correct. I mean, they got the second overall pick, and that's kind of enticing. Brandon Cooks, your number one receiver, wants out because he don't want to be part of a rebuild. But I mean, other other coaches they can read the room. They can read the room and be like, "Well, you fired Poli after a year. You fired, you know, me after a year. You know, you're, you're you're seeming pretty high on me. But how do I know that I'm not actually the guy that you want? And you're just settling on me like you settled in the last two coaches. Because that's what they did. They settled on Poli and Lovey. Like, you can't convince me otherwise. That's why Lovey was my number one on my hot seat going into the year. Like, my stance on Lovey 
is that the only way this man would not have been fired is if somehow, some way that they made the playoffs. And we know that wasn't going to happen. That man could have gone nine and eight, you know, winning record and missed the playoffs and he still would have been fired. No doubt in my mind on that. Lovey was, I mean, he was such a late hire. He was already in the building as DC from last year. The defense played pretty well last year, you know, or 2021 is what I'm referring to. You know, you know, they had top 10 in takeaways. Of course, it's just an easy, like, slide hire. You, you know, I love him. I love Lovey, but you, can, you can't convince me that he was ever supposed to be the guy. And now here they are in that last game was set up for the number one overall pick. All they got to lose. And, and, and even Doug Mills, you know, Dougie Mills, man, like, he knows that he's not coming back, or he's no, he's not going to be the starter. Mills and Lovey both gave Houston the middle fucking finger and pushed to win that game. Hence, why Lovey was fired literally that night, like like not long after the game, he was fired. Shout out to Lovey for giving Chicago one last gift. It's poetic. It's truly poetic to me. You know, you give Houston the middle finger by beating the team that beat your Bears in the Super Bowl to get the Bears the number one overall pick. It's poetic as hell to me. I love it. Yeah, that and was that just and that just and I and more kudos to the rest of the players who just who kept who kept wanting to play for Levy Smith. Yep. Usual teams who who just flat out suck and you know play horrible. Um, usually that just carries on throughout the rest of the year. No, these guys wanted to get better, and they got better underneath Levy Smith. Uh, the Houston Texans are a bunch of morons. They deserve whoever they get for head coach. They deserve every loot loss they get from here on out. Um, they deserve it all. I feel bad for CJ because we know he's going to be that pick. Like, Bryce is going one, and no matter what. I, there's no way that the Bears keep that pick. Uh, there's just no way. I'd be shocked if we did. And if we did, I think we'll just get Jalen Carter or Will Anderson personally. Uh, but there's no way that we're keeping the picks. You know, I feel bad for C.J. Stroud because he'll probably be that pick for Houston. And he's going to be in for just a rough career, honestly and truthfully. Uh, and uh, Tyler threw out there, thoughts on uh, Brian Flores getting looks from Indy as head coach spot. Brian Flores is also getting looks for Houston. Apparently Houston was uh, – wanting Brian Flores, but then the whole lawsuit thing kind of derailed that. Um, so Brian Flores to Houston is also a decent possibility. But I will say when it comes to Chicago and the number one overall pick, I mean, I shout out to Ryan Poles with his presser today and, uh, you know, kind of throwing out there, you know, the smallest little tidbit of a hint that they would take a quarterback if they were blown away. They ain't taking a fucking quarterback. That shit's a fucking smoke screen. You know, that's all that. I mean, I've seen this shit a million times. Bears are not taking a damn quarterback. They're trying to increase the value for that number one overall pick. And I'll be honest, like, it's going to – I'm going to be very – I'm very antsy to see what that value is going to be because in my mind, San Fran set the bar a couple years ago with three first-round picks, and that was for the third overall pick. This is the first overall pick, you know, so I feel like the bar is pretty damn high in my opinion. I see a Especially lot – for- Especially for people that are wanting quarterbacks. Yeah, because like a great example is Indy, because Chris Ballard, who is being retained, um, you know, he was asked about that first overall pick, and you know, and he said that uh, you know, if there is a guy they completely fall in love with, then they will go through on heaven, you know, heaven to earth, whatever, you know, to try to make it happen. They will give up anything they need to to move up to one. Uh, so, yo, Indy, give Ryan Poles a call. He's listening. Uh, but like in my mind, like Indy's going to have to. Like I see a lot of people throwing out there like you know uh indy doing like two first like deforest buckner a second and a second no i'm still saying like, even with deforest buckner i think three first i think it's the floor 
in my opinion. San Fran, I get it's not a big jump like what San Fran did. I don't remember San Fran's jump when they moved up to three. It was a, obviously a lot bigger jump than four picks. But, like, th- there's there's a couple other factors that need to be played in mind. Number one, like, Bears hold all the cards. All the cards. They can do whatever they want, you know. And number two, if you really want to make this happen, you got to keep in mind your division rivals at two if you're Indianapolis. The Houston Texans are at two. You want to get above the Houston Texans. Uh, so in my mind, three firsts is still the floor for me personally as a fan. Uh, I mean, I'll be happy for mostly kind of whatever we get. It, it really just depends. But I think some trade targets for the Bears in that pick I think is um, Indy. Uh, I would even throw Carolina into the mix, and I would even throw Vegas into the mix. Those, those are the three teams that I would look at potential trades, but I think Indy is the easy number one in my opinion. I just don't see us making a pick there. Uh, personally, you know, especially with Indy, we just bump down to four and still get the chance at Jalen Carter or Will Anderson because you know one and two is going to be quarterbacks. Three Arizona, they'll probably just get Will or Jalen as well. So we'll just get whoever they don't pick. That's a win in my opinion. Uh, what's you boys' thoughts on what the Bears should do at number one? I mean, I said it earlier. I mean, I, I completely agree. I, I, I when I saw that report that Indianapolis was willing to give um, heaven and hell itself to yeah. get up to the number one pick. I think just by where Chicago is, they don't need a quarterback. Yep. They need value. They need value in round one. And the way you do that is trading back. Why not get two, three picks? I mean, I think, honestly, even with two picks in the first round, uh, you know, this year and next, and, and DeForest Buckner in two seconds, or even two seconds and a third, like, that's great value for that. I mean, I, I still think that's good enough value to do that because, like you said— and just moving back to four, like you can still get the guy that you originally want and have capital going forward. Um, and then that, that's what you're looking for, for something like this. So I, I think if they don't trade it to Indy, I'd be very surprised. I think they're, they're probably going to be negotiating, you know, for the upcoming months. But I, I think it's if it doesn't happen, I think it, it, it'd be really surprised. I'd, I'd be really surprised. Ricky, you're muted. Still muted, I think. Still muted. There you go. There we go. We can hear you. Now you can't. Oh, you, 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 no, you, you can't. had it a second you, ago. You, you had it. Now? Nope. Yep, there yep, we yep. go. Okay. I don't know what happened. I, anyways, I put it on mute to cough because I didn't want it. Anyways, um, so yeah, I, I think it just depends on what type of value teams are going to be willing to actually give up for that number one pick. Um, we've seen in recent history, guys, even with drafting a quarterback first overall, does not necessarily going to make you this one great, awesome franchise all of a sudden. Um, but it, it does it does have a chance to potentially build your future. Uh, a potential quarterback like a Bryce Young, I, I could honestly see being a, a decent NFL quarterback as well as C.J. Stroud. Because um, one, thi- one of the things we also have to realize, guys, is the superstardom that we've been used to seeing for all these years is going away. We've seen it the last few years. All the superstars we're used to seeing, they're, they're going away. They're going to have to have new superstars in this league. And so it all boils down to, like, we know Chicago, Chicago, like Shane has said, and like even Alex has said, you know, they're, they're, you have to have that value uh, come in. And I don't think necessarily, even if you don't trade away the number one pick, what value are you going to get out of this number one pick? Because the higher the pick, the more money you're going to have to pay out to that number one pick, um, which 
in this case, they'll be able to afford it because they have so much cap room as it is coming coming up into this summer. Um, I personally think they will trade it away, whether it's Indianapolis or another team. Um, the mo- mo- most likely, it will probably be Indy, but it wouldn't surprise me if they if they sneak Vegas into that deal. Um, just for the simple fact is Vegas has a little bit more value player wise, um, as far as like player wise as as far as than what than what Indy does. Um, so I, I could I could see either one of those teams getting a good trade for that number one pick. Uh, we'll, we'll just see we'll just see what happens and who whose cards can be whose cards can be played. Money's going to be thrown out there, obviously, because it's the number one pick in the draft. So we'll we'll just see what happens. But yeah, I, I don't think. If I'm Chicago, um, I'm I'm throwing it away. I, I'm trading it away. Get some more picks, or even get some players uh, to settle in with it as well. I think another thing is also, if I'm Chicago, I'm not trading with anybody outside the top five. If you're not in the top five, you're not even on the table. Because I think their main two targets right now will be somebody on the defensive side of the ball. Um, especially since the defensive line is going to be so highly touted in this draft. Um, I think you're not, if you drop outside of the top, you know, eight picks, nine picks, you're not going to get what you originally want, which is in my opinion, a, a defensive lineman or even a linebacker like a Will Anderson that can still play an edge. Um, so I think you've got to watch. I think if you do, you've, in my opinion, for Chicago, you can't trade outside of the top five, top six. You can't do it. Well, <clears throat> my two pitches for Vegas and Carolina, they're sitting at seven and nine. If those trades were to happen, well, I agree with you, Shane. Ideally, I want to just trade with Indy because I don't want to get out of the top five myself. But if we go Vegas or Carolina, that that value that's going up, like up front. Like for Vegas, they need to oh, trade sure. they need to trade three first and fucking Adams. Like we're not dropping down what, to seven. What, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say earlier, is because if like I said, if we if they decide to trade with Vegas, Vegas does have the players yeah. to support, but it would have to be someone like Devontae Adams. It has to I be. don't know. I mean, because if you think about it, what more could you do with your franchise with any other player on the Vegas roster other than Devontae Adams? If we if Cole Commit didn't really kind of show up this year, Darren Waller would be another one, but I was I wouldn't do that trade for Darren. It's for me when I when I look at that yeah. Vegas roster, it's uh it's Adams or Bust up front. Three first what Adams. Is, what about what about Crosby? No. No chance. No, oh, Lord, no. No chance. We we can get other value in free agency. Uh, there's a lot of uh, strong pass rushing uh, veteran guys in free agency coming up. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we need offensive help at O line and wide receiver, especially. Like, let's say let's say if it was Carolina at nine, uh, three first, probably a couple <laughs> seconds, and DJ Moore, and it could be at least listened to. But like with Vegas's case, you know, Devontae Adams, three first, maybe a a later pick, like a third or fourth, that could be listened to. I know it sounds like a lot, but I'm telling you, man, Sam, kind of like how everyone bitched, you know, around the league that is, not us. Everyone bitched that Christian Kirk reset the wide receiver market with his deal with Jacksonville. Same thing with San Fran with their trade for three first and everything else they gave up going up to three. And we're, we're at one. The value is up. You know what I mean? So, I mean, Vegas, man, they, they'd have to give up a lot. But I'm telling you, I think it's going to be Indy. Uh, I really do. They're not going to let uh, Houston take Bryce Young if that's who they want or even CJ. And, um, which is what now, I, I don't think this is going to happen because I don't think – I don't think the value's there at the number one pick for this to happen um, because I think if this team stays where they're at, they can still get what they want without having to give up so much capital. Yep. But since 
this has already been kind of tweeted out that Arizona is going to want to give D hop. What if for some reason they fall in love with a defensive lineman like a Jalen Carter or an offensive lineman player and want to trade up to that number one pick? Would you take, you know, would it be uh, interesting to do, especially when, when you're losing somebody like JJ Watt, um, giving up maybe two, two first round picks, three round first round, uh, first round picks and D hop. It would have to be multiple first and D-Hop, which honestly, I'm going to go ahead and say it now, Ryan Poles better be on the fucking phone with Arizona regardless on D-Hop. Like, up front, Ryan Poles needs to be on the phone right now. He needs to be calling Arizona, uh, regardless of, of, the, of the, the number one pick. But jumping down, I mean, I would be fine going down to three, but it'd have to be multiple first, in my opinion, plus a D-Hop. Um, but man, imagine Arizona. So, I, I don't door. think it's going to happen. I don't I think, think it will either. I think Arizona's probably pretty happy where they're at because I don't think they're going to be getting rid of Kyler Murray, of course, yeah, because they want interest in him and going to the next uh, coach. And honestly, being at three, you're still going to get your value of knowing who's. Because I think this year, if you're going to trade into the number one spot, you're going you're going to grab quarterback. You're going to grab Bryce yeah. Young. Um, so I don't, I don't see Arizona doing that, but it's a possibility. Yeah, I'm excited for well, the. Gosh. I'm excited for the draft. Yeah, well, guys, I gotta get, I gotta hop off here. I got, I've got to get somewhere. But uh, yeah, best oh, that's right. You got to, yeah, with, you got to do your with, thing. With, yep, with, with with the rest, with the rest of the chat and everything like that. Um, I think the, oh, I don't think we missed anything that was real big. I think we got everything. Yeah, um, probably. We're well, honestly, we're pretty close to getting to predictions. You go ahead and head out though, and just put your predictions yes. in later. Um, so I, I will say there will be one, there will be one big upset this weekend, gentlemen. One big upset. Giants over the Vikings. Y'all have a good one. Ooh. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, he's got he he's got some stuff he's got to take care of here for uh for honestly the probably the next few weeks is what he told me. So for the next few weeks he he's gonna have to probably dip out about seven. Which honestly I don't think's a big deal. I'll be real with you, Shane. I think our shows are about to start ending about seven or close to it. With college done, we're in the playoffs. We don't have that many games. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I mean, even at the point right now, honestly, Shane, if we wanted to, we could probably hit predictions. You know, we kind of hit all the main uh, talking points for NFL. I can, I'm trying to think. Is there? I mean, yeah, I mean, for hit? sure. I mean, anything, anything moving forward is going to be speculation on draft and trades yeah. and and things like that. And that's going to be that's going to happen a lot more after the Super Bowl ends. So I'm yeah, good with that. I, I will also say I'm really excited for mock drafts this year. I've got a very beautiful Excel spreadsheet set up for me and the boys. So uh, make sure you can, you can sign up to our website, sparky3.com. You sign up for free, and you'll get access to them there early. And then I'll also be posting them to social media at uh, TerribleFBShow. So shout out to that. Let's say with my, with my new job, I have a lot of car time. So I, feel I will that. say my, my, my 1.0 is ready already. Well, you gotta, well, do you have to readjust it based on the final picks now? Because we, we have the new order. Yeah. Okay. Um. No, it it really didn't change too much. Um. But yes, I did. I did rechange okay. it from after the, this past Sunday or whatever the last game was. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I'm gonna set down probably this weekend and start working on my first, my 1.0 and uh, getting at least. Uh, I'll I'll probably just to go ahead and do the entire first round if I, I feel. Which lazy. I mean, I the, yeah. The first. Set. I mean, the first 18 picks are locked in. Yeah. Um, I kind of just kind of kind of went off of what I think the playoffs are going to kind of go through. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then kind of went from there, and and I'll adjust here and there. But when when we get ready to release, but for the most part, my my first half of 1.0 is locked in. 
Awesome. Uh, also, any trade predictions that you do, uh, you can do that too. I've got a box down on like the like down like the bottom middle whatever that's for comments so in those comments you, you can just say chicago and indy traded for example uh so any trades you can you can include that on in your mock draft and i'll, I'll adjust it okay because it, it, it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty fluid i've got a different tab for all of us so we all have a different tab so i can just adjust each one of them separately it's really nice i really like it a lot better than what we did last year last year was a pain in the ass because uh, everything that like you and tyler sent i had to type every everything on the website for it to come out right. I couldn't just copy and paste from Discord. It would come out wrong. <laughs> it was stupid. So I'm glad I'm doing it through Excel because now I can just post it as like a JPEG, uh, what we what we do there. But um, Shane, you got anything else NFL-wise? Because if not, I feel like we can probably predict these playoffs real quick. Yeah, I'm ready to get these playoffs predicted. Uh, do you know if Run the Pool is going to have yes, the they do. predictions? They up? do. They do. Uh, they do have them. I have it pulled up already. Which uh, yeah, up now. with that, um, it is very close between you, Jacob, and Brady. Brady and Jacob, especially Jacob's on top right now, one fifty eight wins. Yeah, and Brady three games won. out. You, it's very, it's very close between those three. So overall, with all of our prediction stuff, um, Ricky won the Run Your Pool College Football one. Tyler won the Capital One Bowl Mania. And NFL still TBD, but it, and T, NFL's coming down to the wire. It's getting very close. Uh, before we actually get into the picks, before I forget, I do also want to show everyone in the chat Shane's trophy. It came in. Let me go over here. Bold me up. His, uh, his trophy came in. I, I wrote on it as per norm because we're a terrible show. We don't have the budget to get his name actually put on there. Uh, but very nice trophy. I have a big head, no. so here's a head comparison for you. No, uh, no, my easy. only, my only, my only thing. No, you should put ten and five, and you should put a parentheses. The uh, the additional what four and zero oh for playoffs, three and zero oh for All playoffs. Right. Relax, relax. Go ahead and put that on there too. Relax, relax. But yeah, we take our fantasy very seriously. Look at this big ass behemoth. Thing is put, sick. And also put fantasy MVP Mike Evans seventy point five points. I should probably game. put that on there, like straight up. I should find a spot somewhere on this fucking thing to write Mike Evans. You know, won you the championship because Mike Evans single handedly just destroyed me. Like, and the only brutal. reason why I had him in because I had a fucking player get hurt last second, so I put him in there. <laughs> Absolutely, brutally destroyed me. It's not even funny. Like, oh my god. But no, that trophy is sick. I'm gonna have my own one of these days. Uh, all right, so let me get to run your pool. Let me hit some music, set a vibe. We'll get some we'll get some picks going here. Not that many games, obviously. The music will play for like less than 70.7 points. <sighs> Basically. Uh, all right. First up, Saturday games. Seattle and San Fran. Are you calling the upset or are you going to keep rocking with San Fran? I'm going to, as much as I would love to Seattle win this game, and, I, and don't get me wrong, it wouldn't surprise me if Seattle won um, just because Brock Purdy hasn't been in a playoff game. And, and I think Gino, he, he probably has, if, if my recollection comes out right. Um, but just in general, San Fran's a better team. Uh, I'm going to go with San Fran. I'm going to go with San Fran as well, man. And, you know, I want to further put this out there for everyone. If San Fran wins this game, let's say if they even win the next game, San Fran's going to be in a very, very tough spot next year with what to do between Trey Lance and Brock. When I say tough, I just mean really trying to decide a way to go. Thankfully, they're both on rookie contracts, so you're not losing like millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars, you know? You know, you're not getting hit with a $45 million hit whatever per year or some shit, you know? 
but it's going to be a hard decision. You gave up a lot of value for Trey Lance. Brock Purdy's played well, and I'm telling you, if San Fran goes on a run, they make it to the NFC Championship, and Brock Purdy plays well in every single game, and he's reasons they're winning, you know, which is a big difference from Jimmy. Jimmy did just enough, you know what I mean? He was never the reason they won. He was just doing his job. If Brock, like, is the reason they win and stuff as well as their defense, man, San Fran's in a tough spot. Uh, next up, the Saturday game that I'm immensely excited for, Chargers at Duval, the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know who I'm going with, baby. It's the Jags. They're the, going to catch this dub and move on, and Doug Peterson needs to be in Coach of the Year conversation. Jaguars, let's go. Shane, I think I think if the Chargers Shane. are healthy, they are the better team with that defense. But the thing is, I don't know how healthy they're going to be coming into this game. You know, maybe if they had I don't think they a little bit, all, honestly. if they had if they had a little bit weaker of a of a of a game this week and can pretty much coast to next week, then I'd be a little bit more favoring the Chargers. Um, I, again, it wouldn't surprise me if the Chargers won, but it wouldn't I surprise go me either. Ball. All right, there we go. I am going to go Duval. Let's go. Duval! They're going to catch this dub. It's going to be great. Uh, Sunday, we have Miami above Buffalo. Dude, Miami's too yeah. banged up. If Miami wasn't as banged up as they would be, I would I would flirt with the idea of rocking with a, a healthy Miami team. Honestly, I would. But also, with everything else Buffalo has going on, I really feel like Buffalo's about to go on a magical run. Like, legit. I do. Uh, give me Buffalo. I'm still sticking them up by Super Bowl prediction. Uh, Giants at Minnesota. I I don't think Giants have what it takes. I'm going with my fourth home team in a row, <laughs> Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, give me the Vikings as well. I don't I don't think the Giants has what it takes. Uh, Baltimore at Cincy. Give me Cincy. I think Baltimore's got some in injury issues. Uh, Cincy is get is hot at the right time. Give me Cincy. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think it's kind of regulation of last year since he just gets hot at the right time, man. Yeah. And they're playing fucking really good football right now. I don't think Baltimore has a chance, especially with Lamar Jackson being questionable. True. And then the snooze fest that the NFL decided to put on Monday night football, which, God, why? You could have put, you know, you could have put Baltimore and Cincy. You could have put Chargers and Jack. I mean, you could. Not all these games are going to be great. Like, I think Buffalo and Miami is going to suck. But I think Baltimore and Cincy is going to be entertaining. I think L.A. and Jacksonville is going to be entertaining. And you put Dallas and Tampa on – man, this game's going to stink. But uh, I don't know. I really don't know where to go on this game. I really don't. I feel like Dallas has lost a lot of momentum, and I think Tampa Bay absolutely stinks. I don't know where to go. Look, I think if Dallas is going to win a Super Bowl within the next five to ten years, it's going to have to be this year. Um, mostly because they're going to be losing a lot of pieces. Um, they're going to be losing their all-pro running back, Tony Pollard, uh, this year. I don't think they're going to have the money to re-sign him. Um, honestly, I don't think Dak's the... the he's not the future, um, especially with the, la the way he's played the last three weeks. It won't surprise me that they lose this game because of Dak um, throwing a pick six or multiple interceptions that give Tom Brady the, the ball. And we all know you give the goat the ball too many times, he's gonna make you fucking pay for it. Um, but I'm gonna go Dallas. I'm gonna go Dallas just because I think overall they are the better team. I agree. Now, given now, given if Dak Prescott gives it up, it will not surprise me that Tampa wins this game. 
Oh, I'm torn. Um, you know what? Give me Dallas. I'm going to stick with my prediction that I made probably like week four or so. Shane, you could probably vouch for me if I'm right on this. Probably about week four, I made a prediction that Tampa Bay is going to be one and done in the playoffs. And uh, I'm going to stick with it. I think it was about probably week four or week five I made that prediction. Um, yep. So I'm sticking with it. Tampa Bay, one and done. And this will at the, be at the very least the last game we see in, with Tom Brady in a Tampa Bay jersey. In my opinion, the last game we'll see of, of Tom Brady, period. I, that, that's And that's also why I kind of feel like it's Monday night. Is I feel like the NFL is potentially prepping for that as well. Is that, uh, it's yeah, be I agree. Um, and also on the safe side, like in case it's not his last game, they somehow win this game. They can continue this glorious story of Mr. Tom Brady um, coming, being an underdog and winning and beating the Cowboys. You know, you know how they right. fondle his balls. Facts. But um, on the flip side of this, though, I will let you know I am flipping my, my choice. Um, I'm going Chargers over Duval. Just for the sake of the picks. Because looking over and I saw motherfucking four home games. And that's the only game that's honestly 50-50 for me. So, I'm sorry, Alex. I, I love you, man. I love I love you. And I think Jacksonville is a great team. But You I, know, I, we, we could have had a magical run together, Shane. I want you to know that. I know. I know we would have picked all the same games, but that's exactly <laughs> the point where I had to change it up. Look, man, I'm three games back, and I know for sure fucking the top two people right now are probably going to go Jacksonville. I have to cha- I have to make up that difference somehow. Okay? Go. I got like three, four weeks to to, to come back, okay? Go fuck I got to do it. You going to fuck yourself. I hate you. We could have we been <laughs> on a magical run together, and you do this to me. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, so yeah, got to the picks. Uh, I think we pretty much hit everything that we need to hit. Uh, keep an eye out for on our website, sparkythea.com, for our first mock drafts coming soon, uh, as well as our Twitters. Um, we'll be posting them there, as well as a, at the uh, at Terrible Football Show Twitter. Uh, so keep an eye out for that stuff. Uh, but I think that's it for today's episode. Shane, you got anything else? Uh, yeah, I do want to pitch this in. Uh, I know last week I wasn't really on the show much, and we really didn't talk. Yeah, too last, much football last week yeah. with everything going on, but I will bring up these two things. One, I don't know if you saw it on Twitter, but uh, Damar Hamlin's ring doorbell footage was put up on Twitter, and he was sitting there dancing and stuff at his at his front door. So that's good to see. Um, so he's home. Um, and the second thing is, um, I know it's been 10 or 11 days since I streamed my last stream being that 24 hour stream. Mm. Um, I want to say thank you. I raised $200 for St. Jude's hospital. And most of that was, uh, because of Mr. Alex, the host of a terrible football show, donating $69 for the, for oh, the thing. Yeah. So I appreciate you. <laughs> even Dropping though, even though technically it did piss me off because even though it did technically piss me off because I landed at $199. So, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Oh, you're but, welcome. Um, you're welcome. So, so I appreciate everybody that, that came into that stream. That, that stream fucked me up in my sleep schedule, dude. I was, oh, it was treacherous. But I do want to appreciate everybody that came through that, yeah, and shout out, shout out to your uh, your stream schedule that you've been on recently. You've been grinding just like we have here at Sparky Three in general. Um, I, I didn't really announce it at the beginning of the show because also I put a half ass ticker on the bottom 
uh, that announces it for me uh, that we are now multi-streaming. So we're currently live at um, you know youtube.com forward slash at Sparky3. We're currently live at youtube.com forward slash at ATFS, twitch.tv slash Sparky3, uh, as well as Twitter at Terrible Show and my own Twitter at AlexLight23. So really excited for the journey with multi-streaming. I, I will say up front, full transparency, we really want to get to TikTok. Um, that would be incredible. But TikTok has more, you know, that you can't just get on TikTok and stream. Uh, you have to reach, I think, a thousand followers, what it is, and then reach out to TikTok and they'll, you know, potentially give you uh, a stream key from there. So if you could go follow our uh, TikTok at Sparky3Official. It's down in the uh, description below. I've got two up right now. I've got a couple more scheduled, hoping to get, um, you know, a few more out of this show. I, I had I had one lined up from Animan Plus this past weekend, but I fucked up one single shot. I watched it back earlier, and I realized there was one shot that I didn't switch from Zach, you know, from Zach to me. So it's like a shot of Zach just sitting there like this. And I'm talking, and I'm like, oh, damn it, Alex. <laughs> How did you miss that? <laughs> How did you miss that? That's annoying. But, uh, no, excited for, you know, multi-streaming. Excited to see when uh, Shane gets back on his streaming schedule after his 24-hour stream. Shout out to that. Shout out to what you're able to do there. Um, shout out to, uh, you know, him just doing some charity work and uh, us trying, you know, we're looking to do some more charity efforts as well with Team Legacy. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to Team Legacy, we would appreciate that. Uh, it's down in the description below. Oh, no, it's not. I don't think it's in the description, but it uh, youtube.com forward slash at Team Legacy SE3, I believe is the YouTube. Nothing's on there yet, but stuff is to come. Uh, and I'm looking forward to doing some charity work. Uh, I imagine Shane will probably get, want to get involved with that uh, as he already has, you know, done his own charity work. So I'm looking forward to that. And of course, check out some Rogue Energy. They just announced their new can, and I'm so pumped for that flavor, dude. Black Cherry Lemonade. Oh, my God. I love Black Cherry anything. Uh, I'm so excited to pick up a 12-pack of those cans. Uh, use our referral link down below. Use our link down below for Agent Inc. as well. And uh, I think that's about it, you know. I think that's the main things right now. I will say, I guess, one other thing to kind of uh, shout out, you know, is our website, sparkythree.com, recently had a, uh, a revamp, um, you know, we got a whole new kind of look, you know, kind of a new gist to it, thanks to uh, triserial.com. Uh, I, I love working with these guys. I was messaging them uh, earlier about something that I wanted to have done on the website that we're working on right now. And, uh, you know, if you're a content creator of any size, and uh, you're interested in having a website of your own, TriCereal is definitely um, a very friendly way to do it. Uh, you can use my referral link down below uh, and go check out TriCereal and set up a set up a, a video call with the guys over there, and uh, they'll get you set up uh, with a pretty sick website that will work for your content. So, uh, Shane, any last thoughts? If not, I'll hit the music. We'll get out of here. That's it, brother. All right, music is hit. Uh, we really appreciate everyone uh, that, that listens to this show every single week. It's a terrible show, but we have a fun time doing it. That's all that matters. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff coming soon. Uh, of course, the playoffs are very heavy underway. We got uh, leading up to the Super Bowl. It's going to be a great time, all the draft content, and then, of course, what we've got going on over at the other shows with GameStack and Man Plus. It's going to be a great time. Uh, season two of A Terrible Football Show is almost coming to a close. What a season it's been, honestly. Great season. Uh, I'm excited to start season three of a terrible football show right after the Super Bowl. And uh, it's going to be pretty sick. Uh, all right, so, Shane, do you want uh, you want to do the thing with me or you want me to send it? Yeah, well, I'm down. All right, bet. All right, so with all that said, thank you so much for listening to A Terrible, a football. terrible football Show. Close enough. Close. I almost had it.